No, come on. Spectacular Spider-Man was good. Uh, uh, defeat Venom with the power of friendship. I'm sorry. Oh, I wasn't uh, all, this, all this good stuff it does, and you're like, oh, I don't like that. Like that was really lame. I'm sorry. It was it was it was it was My Little Pony in in a Spider-Man cartoon. It's like get this friendship message out by Spider-Man cartoon. My God, there was so much good stuff in that show, and you're like taking it out because of that. I, I'm I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, like you watch that whole series, and like they did so much stuff right, and like oh, I don't like that. I, I I didn't much care for the designs either. Either I, that that was my biggest problem with it. Like the story wasn't wasn't. Too it, bad. it was like a PBS uh, style. Yeah. Yep. And after one of those seventies after school specials. Kind of yeah. Thing. It's a, it looked it looked like it looked like whatever McBoing Boing. <laughs> Man, Philistines, Philistines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was that? It, that was a Doctor Seuss property, wasn't it? Joe McBoing Boing uh, was. Um, MGM made it. I can't but remember who actually wasn't it a Doctor Seuss idea though. That make it any worse? <laughs> I, I could have sworn Doctor Seuss was involved in that somehow. Really? I don't. Know. Gerald McMoynbank. Yeah. Gerald McCray and uh, um, <laughs> yeah, like Simon and Simon. Here, yeah, Doctor Seuss. Yeah. Who was in charge of the animation side of it? Because it was um, it was UPA. UPA. Neil, you remember yeah. UPA, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were, weren't they kind of like a, I don't know, I, I saw their, their logo put on the front of a lot of uh, cartoons they had no business putting their logo on, like old Looney Tunes and shit like that. <laughs> is, is that the same company that yes. I'm thinking of? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Gerald McBoingbang is the one, is one that they actually legitimately produced. Mm. They did all the Magoo stuff as well. You, probably, you guys are probably too young for Mr. Magoo. They did do some Mr. Magoo, yeah. it's uh, Let's see. Oh, Magoo, you've done it again. Let's see here. So I've been absorbing a lot of Spidey stuff, including the Japanese live-action series. Oh, from the seventies or early eighties? Which when was it? Seventy. It was seventies. Yeah. Yeah. It's the. It's. It actually spawned pretty much. It spawned Power Rangers. Rangers. <laughs> ah, it's so yeah. bizarre. That... Very true. Well, what it's I love about it is the it actor. Up. The actor that was playing Spidey when he was in the Spidey outfit did very Spider-Man poses. Yeah, well, that's sort of continued on into most of the other Tunkatsu stuff, hasn't it? When you think about it, well, the uh, well, the American live-action Spider-Man of the same era was not that good. Yeah, it no, was. No, it wasn't, was it? In the, ele- yeah. in the Electric Company, remember that Spider-Man? Oh, oh. that was cool. He did the poses in that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast, recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before webcomics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. Yeah, let's get started because we all, all, right, cool. spi- we, we all love Spidey here. Let's see here. Daniil, you ready? 
I'm already. Okay. Uh, hello and welcome again to Animated Aficionados. This is a very special episode, uh, Spider-Man Through the Ages. Uh, I'm your host, Ben, joined by my co-host, TV's Mr. Neal. I'm your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And joining us with us from the gates, uh, from Heavy Metal, Hal Hefner the Hef. Hello, everybody. And joining us from the land down under, Space Captain Steve. My Stevie sense is tingling. <laughs> We all love Spider-Man here. Let's just get it out of the way. We all love yeah. Spider-Man. Uh, and so when we were bashing certain animated series here, just keep in mind, we love Spider-Man. Uh, me especially, I love the original Ditko era. I love the I love the Romita era. I love the Gil Kane era. I love all those eras. It's a, you know, a little bit of the McFarlane era. It's a, it, my love starts decreasing the longer it goes on but <laughs> but still yeah. i miss spidey yeah. spidey is such a great character spider-man is marvel's gateway drug character <laughs> so because ah. everyone loves spider-man it's like spider-man best character they have I, the spider-man movies until iron man came out spider-man was their only silver bullet yeah true. So, very true and that's just because of uh, robert downey jr <laughs> and john favreau but uh but uh you know spider-man is one of the greatest characters ever, you know, created by Steve Ditko. Uh, you know, the story of Peter Parker and with great power comes great responsibility. It's, I would love to see sometime eventually, I know it's not gonna be ultimate Spider-Man, but sometime eventually someone go back to the Ditko roots and do for Spider-Man what uh, Bruce Tim and Paul Dini did for Batman. Not in so much in tone, but in, you know, reverence again, you know what I mean? Yeah. that. That really, I love Spider-Man. Here's the story, as, as you remember the, or most people would remember the old stuff. That think about it, because kids are like growing up on Ultimate Spider-Man, the movies. But I know what you mean. That, that whole, that whole classic feel of all the really good stuff. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's like I said, the Ditko stuff is is the Spider-Man for me. It's just, you know, Ditko. A little aside here and. Not going to really delve into politics much, but Ditko really was a libertarian in a room full of liberals. Yeah, and it did it drive him crazy. I've talked to people who have known him, and it did drive him crazy. Uh, Ditko was the kind of guy that says, "Here, read Ayn Rand." No, he really did. He really did. Mm. He's like, "Read, read this book. This book will change your life." And <laughs> I fell asleep on page six, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, Ditko was uh, Ditko's. Politics and his own philosophy did influence a lot of his work, and especially early Spider-Man. A lot more so in, say, Hawk and Dove and uh, and uh, The Question, but there is some of that in Spider-Man. And that, I think that's part of why I really like it. It's, uh, it, it's just, the, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. The idea of social responsibility of, of if you have the power to stop evil, you must stop evil. It, it's just a really fascinating concept. And, you know, the idea of Peter Parker. Peter Parker is the, the nerd, the geek, the, the, the wimpy guy, the, the, the wimp in us all, the lovable nerd with the heart of gold. And yeah. he's a smart ass. So, it, you, you, you know, you love that about him, too. Oh, yeah. He beats your ass and then pokes fun at you while he's doing it. It's, you know, pretty cool. Yeah, so... Uh, he's, also a little, he's also a little twerpy, so, uh, yeah. you know, he's, he's more easily relatable than uh, Superman. Yeah, that's yeah, one thing. Yeah. You know, Spider-Man's silhouette, he isn't a big, bulky guy. He's, he's, like, he's like lean and flexible and stuff. Yep. And the other thing with, with, with the whole Peter Parker, Spider-Man, is it because he's nerdy, Spider-Man's like everyone gets to act out yeah. the mm-hmm. way you'd want to be. Like, yeah, it's like, he's a cool guy, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, 
Like, you know, he could take Flash Thompson apart, but he doesn't. But as Spider-Man, he gets to beat up Doc Ock and, and make, some, make some jokes about his arms. Yeah. And I'm going to give a go into the comics a lot in this episode, so I ask for some forgiveness for people who don't tolerate comics and what the hell's Wait, wrong with you if you don't. But, uh, Wait, there are Spider-Man comics? There's <laughs> a, what, what I love is during the Ditko era, Mary Jane Watson was a running gag because – Steve Gecko never drew Mary, Wayne, Mary Jane Watson. The whole joke is, oh, you know, Aunt May says, oh, my friend has, has, a, has a niece you would just love, Peter. And Peter's like, whoops, got to go. <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole Ditko run is Steve, is, 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 is Steve having Peter constantly dodge and ditch Mary Jane. And you never get to see her. And then it's finally Romito who draws her. <laughs> <laughs> because in Ditko's mind, it was, it was uh, Gwen Stacy that... Peter should end up with so just a little funny aside because uh, it's I think that's fascinating personally well, what were your thoughts on this guys I think it's great actually it's yeah. <laughs> ditching the ginger what can you say <laughs> I just love the payoff because uh he 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 ducks her all this time and then he finally meets her and he's like the uh because uh, yeah, she's hot I know <laughs> I know that, that, Iconic cover uh, of the comics when uh, he's when the uh, Green Goblin is dragging Peter Parker through town on his uh, all, all tied up on the back of his cycle. But that's a great great cover. I think that was right around the time where Gwen Stacy died, right? Yeah, Gwen, the death of Gwen Stacy. That was yeah. a, that was drawn by Gil Kane. That was a that was when the the uh, the, the editors decided, okay, we've done as much as we could with Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Peter has to either marry her or we kill her. Yep. Exactly. And oh, let's kill her. <laughs> yeah, just throw off the bridge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, th- this brings us to the animation. The uh, first uh, the first animated series was uh, the 60s or late 60s, right, Neil? Yeah. 1966? Yes. yes uh, it, I wasn't cheating. I, I, I was, that was all out of memory. I was close. No, I'm cheating. I'm totally cheating. <laughs> animation, animation was about uh, was better than the Mary Marvel Marching Society animation at the time. It was better, but it was still um, it was still very limited. And uh, and but the theme song is the best part we got out. Oh of. yeah, there's no uh, doubt. The, the theme, theme song is the best uh, of all time. And is that the series where they show him swinging from? From it's web right to web, you. and he's he's, yeah. he's clearly above the the uh, the, the, the building. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's where he's I, right, I, right down the middle of the street towards you, and you're going, "Where's the web?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and as a kid, I was like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> I couldn't I wait for it to come on, though. I was so excited every day to watch that cartoon. That was that oh, was. Yeah. The- Highlight of my life when I was a kid. Watching. But but you know th- this is a cartoon that didn't have many of the re- of the supporting characters in the comics. I mean, it was mostly just Spider Man. Yeah, it was, and it was but, you know, but it was Spider Man though. You know, it was yeah. our only that could that was the only thing that could quench our our thirst besides those goopy dolls. Oh uh, yeah, well it does. Yeah, me too. It's like, it's like oh look, he's got red hands. I can't yeah. expect <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, uh, Spider-Man did make several cameo appearances in Spider-Woman. Uh, yeah, I totally forgot about that until I looked on Wikipedia today. It's like, oh, they did a Spider-Woman. Oh, that's right. I remember. Now I remember it. Yeah, Spider-Woman wasn't very good, sadly. But uh, it's actually funny. But Peter Parker was like delegated to sidekick role in, in the times he showed up on that one. Mm-hmm. 
I kind of like that cartoon, though. That it was it was an alright cartoon. It wasn't too bad. I had I the same voice of the guy from the TV, the original TV series, Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Was. Paul Souls. Yeah, really, not much to say about the, the original and uh, Spider Woman. I mean, I think we just had to jump into the eighty Spider Man, which was the precursor to Spider Man. And there's amazing friends. Exactly. Well, one thing before we leave. One thing before we leave the '60s is that Ralph Bakshi actually worked on that. Uh, yeah. That series. So that that was this one one uh, star that rose from that series was Bakshi. Was this before or after he uh, he uh, patented uh, tracing? Yeah, he. Uh, it was that. It was after. Or I'm sorry, before, before, way before. <laughs> Funniest patent in the world. Uh huh. You know, some brings up Bax. You have to bring up the fact that he did actually have a patent for tracing, rotoscoping. So we called at least, it. At least he gave it a name. Yeah. 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 yeah too. Too bad the the Fleischer brothers were doing that like thirty years before he was. <laughs> Prior art. Yeah. But the, but uh, yeah, the the, the eighty Spider Man series was. Uh, I don't remember much of it other than, uh, you know, the Green Goblin showed up a couple times. There was an episode where uh, where Peter kisses uh, Medusa from the, uh, was it, the Inhumans? Yeah, the X-Men showed up on one as well, Captain America. He had, had quite a few guest appearances on that show. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, was this after they had acquired uh, to Patty Freeling, that studio? So they had, like, an actual animation studio yes. of their own? Yes, Yeah. Yes, and then that leads to Spider-Man and his amazing friends were... Wow. It uh, where they decided that the best thing they can do is pair Spider-Man, you know, as a college guy with two roommates. They're also superheroes. Originally going to be, it was originally going to be Iceman and Human Torch, but then one of the writers said, "This is a sausage fest." <laughs> <laughs> but actually, it was because they decided that the Human Torch's appearance was uh, duplicatable and imitatable for children. Which uh... I just have to say, if you're a child and you do that to yourself. <laughs> Yeah, it's like swimming during a thunderstorm. If you get hurt, you deserve it. <laughs> was this the same time as the Fantastic Four? Herbie. Yeah, that would make sense then. <laughs> yes, it is. 79 was spent. Okay, that makes sense. it all makes sense now. But wait, but fire, hang on. She catches, wait, doesn't that? You... Firestar <laughs> has like microwaves and she like has like an aura. It's not fire. Uh, yeah. So for for kids who put their pets in the microwave, you know who's playing. Yeah, yeah. And Microwaves the, weren't that common in the early eighties. Yeah. yeah, Angelica Jones. Uh, her design was based off Mary Jane Watson's design, though. She sure was. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let's give Mary Jane firepower. Yeah. Well, that's what they did in the comics. They gave her spider powers like a couple months ago. Oh no! Uh, did they really? Yes. Uh, yeah, that's what it, uh, that's what the story needed. Peter Seaman gives her... <laughs> That's <laughs> where I was going. Well, she had to get it from somewhere. I know. Oh, well, it's better than giving her cancer. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Are, are you actually mentioning rain? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> that comic was shit. I know. Oh, man. But yeah, the uh, Spider-Man's Amazing Friends was also was the first time that a Marvel property saw... Japanese animation. There were three bah, bah, bah. episodes. Three episodes animated by Toei. They were all in the second season. The only episodes in the second season. All animated by Toei. And they were all their origin stories. Uh, the the, uh, 
Firestar origin stories especially notable because it has the X-Men with an Australian Wolverine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that can fly. No. Really? <laughs> I don't remember Neil that. calls it an animation error, but he was flying. It, it was pretty. It was pretty glitchy. I don't. I don't know how to how to describe it. Because even superheroes that can fly, they don't fly like that. Well, oh. Juggerbot basically throws him straight up, and then Wolverine comes back up, and then comes back down again. Oh. Wow! <laughs> no, that's falling with style. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, he was Australian, so. Well, he's just heading back to his natural position upside down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the uh, yeah that was the Australian Wolverine, the first appearance. He later appears in Pride of the X Men, but that's another show. But uh, <laughs> and he's Australian. Yes, the Australian version is in that as well. Yes, but it's all Spider Man's fault. Spider Man's amazing friends also introduced such characters like Miss Lion, who made an appearance back in the comics recently. <laughs> Am I breaking what, what, brains here? Like, what are they thinking? Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's it's like the Pet Avengers, and they had Miss Lion in there. Oh God, <laughs> I'm breaking brains. It's fun. It's totally, <laughs> totally brain. Yeah, with the help of a really. And for a while uh, after that, the only time you ever saw an animated Spider-Man was the CG Spider-Man jumps on the Marvel uh, production logo. Yes. Yeah, at the end of every episode of Muppet Babies. And G.I. Uh, yeah. No, not at the end of the G.I. Joe, because they had, they had their own thing with Sunbow. Sunbow, yeah. Okay. And it wasn't until the Fox Spider-Man series that we saw Spider-Man again. Well, wait a minute. We saw we saw his hand in the, in the X-Men. Career. That's right. We saw his <laughs> hand. He had hand, baby! Uh-huh. <laughs> what I love about that story, it was during the Shi'ar Empire story, you know, the Dark Phoenix saga. Mm-hmm. You know, Anyways, uh, they, they decided to show all the heroes around the world, but they couldn't show Spider-Man's full body because they weren't sure what a Spider-Man series would be like. <laughs> so they could show his hand. Oh, God. Yeah, it was, it was kind of craptastic, but... Uh, yeah, the Fox Spider-Man series is where Spider-Man shows up again. What I love is the Wikipedia article about that one producer of the show doesn't give Nelson Shin any credit for the animation. Basically says, produced by TMS and some Korean studios. When in, actuality, oh. <laughs> when in actuality, when you look at the percentage of animation done, it's actually produced by ACOM with some help from a Japanese studio. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, would you guys all agree that this series was was the best, the, the 1994 series? Uh, no. Uh, no. Relatively, it's better than most, but it's, uh, a, it's an accurate representation of the comics around that time, though. Yes, that's why that. that's that's why I really gravitated to that one because I loved when Spider-Man got his black costume. Is when I really became obsessed with drawing the human figure, and so that era for me that was the beginning of uh, my growth as an as an artist. Well, well, to me, well, well, to me, it's a, that era. Of Spidey is uh, is has some up and downs, more downs than ups, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least Spider Man wasn't giving birth to himself then yet. But uh, uh, I'm no. just gonna keep on bringing up these bad Spider Man comics as asides because they're just so funny. Oh, there, is, there is 50 years worth of them, so yeah. But uh, it will be good and bad through all the Spidey stuff. But with uh, 
But with the Fox series, lots of the problems were, you know, back in, it, with Warner Brothers animation, Bruce Tim was was like playing the censors as chumps by saying, by saying, see, that's not imitatable. No one has Thompson's. So we can show a Thompson firing because no one has Thompson, so it's not imitatable. Well, the Fox Spider-Man series is basically the writers for the Fox series are just bending over to the censors versus trying to push things, you know? Okay, yeah. we have laser we, pistols instead of guns. Okay. We we won't show punches or kicks. Okay. Yeah, the network was doing all the pushing on that deal. Yeah. And the animation felt a little mass produced. It was kind of it, it's they started to kind of kind of remind me of like Hanna-Barbera at that point because they started cranking out all those other shows at the same time like Iron Man, The Fantastic Four, the, I think there was an Avengers Not show yet. too, wasn't there? When was that? Okay, all right. But uh, uh, actually, the interesting thing is, is you're partially right. It's uh, yeah. <clears throat> well, the first episode was TMS, and there were like two to three more episodes done by TMS. But every episode has TMS animation because what the Fox Spider-Man series loved to do was recycle it. Uh, it's like, oh, there's this one awesome shot TMS did for us where where the lizard, you know, cracks a wall with his tail. Okay, every time the lizard shows up, we have to use that. All over again, over and over. <laughs> well, he doesn't like that wall, Pat. Exactly. And but he finds he them anywhere fight. that he can in the city to get those walls. Yeah, he could be fighting anywhere in the city, and he, they could be fighting He'll in the park, and it. all of a sudden he 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 tail whips the wall. Wow. And it was for the first episode where they were fighting in a sewer. <laughs> ah. So it, it, it's very special. It's a, what I love is they, they recycled the animation so much was the master tapes of what uh, from TMS were getting kind of uh, uh, you know, artifact. Yeah, it's very obvious in the later episodes they were getting extremely artifacty, and you know, honestly, that's kind of like that's kind of like how uh, that that same uh, animation of He-Man transforming as the series went on, you could <laughs> tell that it was starting to get a little uh, that that right. pose of him running and then stopping. That's the best. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's just. The Fox Spider-Man series does not age well. It's uh, the the bad CG, especially hurts it. I mean, at least in the later seasons, they were like, okay, we gotta stop doing that. Right. But in the early yeah. in first, season one, they were using that CG. I mean, they were using because... CG more than Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, Seth... I still watch it every once in a while when it's on. It's on uh, Disney XD fairly late at night. Yeah, the best part about it is on Disney XD, they don't have to censor it because it comes pre-censored. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Can I just mention now how much I hate the theme song? Yeah. <laughs> spider yeah. Blood, Spider Blood. Yeah, that, what spider. is that? That is awful. What I love is it's what's his name from from uh, from uh, what what band again? Playing the you know Rick Perry or something like that. Not not the governor, but <laughs> that'd be funny. <laughs> well, that um, that make it better. But uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Joe Perry. Joe Perry. <laughs> From Aerosmith? Yeah, Joe Perry from Aerosmith played the guitar for that for the intro. You know, yeah, he did that. That's awesome. Oh my god, awesome! Ah, it, the the cast in there is pretty hilarious too. Eddie Elbert was in it. Hank Azaria. Who else is in there? Well, they had a pretty good Jameson. I'll give, them, I'll give them that. I'll give them they got a good Jameson. It has not. It has not. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, he's got nothing on the curtain, JJ, but he was pretty good. Martin Landau. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a... As the scorpion. That's awesome Martin Landau was the scorpion. 
but you know the Spider-Man series had a lot of missed potential. It was it was trying yeah. too hard to be. I wouldn't say hip as much as it tried too hard to be updated. Uh, you know, you had Mary Jane fall into another dimension. You had to... Uh, oh, I remember that storyline now. I've forgotten all about that. They, ha- they tried to do the... They tried, to, it up. they tried to do the Jackal storyline, but it fell flat on its face. They, uh... It, uh... The problem was, it, it tried too hard to be for new people, and then, when it, it, and then when they did the Secret War, they tried too hard to nod to fans, and it didn't work right, and especially the part where Spider-Man said that the storm had the same, could equal the Beyonder in power. So here we go. Hey, she's <laughs> hey, Spidey said it. Okay, it was. It, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> come, come on, guys. You, you all know that that was wrong. I was a kid. I was like, no, storm can't <laughs> Beyonder power. That, that that's that's ludicrous. I mean, why why didn't Spider-Man ask for like Doctor Strange or Thor or someone? You know? <laughs> No, the Secret War storyline is by far the stupidest one. It, there was a there was a scene where where basically he gets Reed Richards and Iron Man to work on the teleport again. Basically, they're cheating by getting one more person. They don't get Thor. They don't get Doctor Strange. They don't get anyone that could like you know be the heavy muscle. No, they picked uh, they picked Black Cat. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, she's hot, right? Yeah, she that's, is hot. So. What else we have one character who goes into another dimension, and now we have yet another who uh, goes Super Saiyan. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Neil's yeah, just right. This individual Spidey with Super Saiyan hair. But what about Spider-Man Unlimited? You remember that one? I tried no, that. No, I've never seen that. <laughs> the, I, I used to call it the Island of Dr. Moreau, because that's what it was. The Island of Dr. Moreau with all those half-human, half-animal well, creatures. What I love, what I love about that series is, is, is back in the comics when they created the Counter Earth in the comics. I explained to Neil where the Counter Earth came from, and Neil's Neil's brain shut down, and he kept on going, "No, no, that doesn't make sense. No, see, see, the whole idea of Counter Earth is every planet to make sure it doesn't spin wildly out of control. Some uh, someone back in ancient Greece came up with the idea that every planet has a counter planet, sort of like you know balancing a ball or something, yeah. and uh, the whole idea is. Counter-Earth is the Earth that's exactly the opposite from us, from the sun, except, you know, uh, what's his name? The, uh, the high evolutionary set up shop there and create, created animal people. And it <laughs> takes a second grader only about eight seconds to figure out what's wrong with that theory. Yeah. Where are the other planets we aren't seeing? Where are the other nine planets? And the, the pilot, the episode, the pilot episode is so awful, where he ends up getting in the rocket and everything and going there. Uh, yeah. And once again, I have to point out that this design of, uh, of Peter Parker, his hair looks like Fighter from Final Fantasy. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that that series was so bad. Well, the problem was they went back to uh, they see the the Fox Fireman series actually gained a little headway in doing designs for animation because at least they stopped they ditched those heavy heavy black ink blobs like uh, like the X Men series had, which was never suited for animation. Yeah, but the, then Unlimited's like, oh no, those are going back. <laughs> those poor Korean animators. It's one thing if you like Jim Lee's artwork. Jim Lee's had some good days, some bad days. It's another to try to animate with Jim Lee's art style. You just don't do it, people. You just <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> so true. I mean, it's. Uh, I, I imagine we everyone here knows Jim Lee, right? Or yeah. knows of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a Jim Lee fan, Hal? 
Yeah. <laughs> no, he's all right. Jim Lee's okay. I, he has done some good stuff. I liked a lot of the stuff that he did more so on Batman than anything. But like good. like I said, you know, his art style is not meant for animation. No, uh, definitely. If anything, if I had to pick one Spider-Man artist who had the had an art style most fit for animation, it had to be Ditko. Yeah, he does have a, a good, uh, fluid, nice style that, that does that would work, I think, you know, for sure. Well, I always think Johnny Romita's stuff worked well. You well, wouldn't ink it the same way, but the, the shapes. Well, you wouldn't ink it the same way, of course, but the pencils are solid. Yeah. Uh, I, always, it, I always wanted to see John Byrne's style uh, animated, too. Um, uh, what, about, what about Gil Kane? Gil Kane has yeah, some good fundamentals Kane. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, uh, when you say John Romita, I actually think Junior would have a better animation style than Senior. Oh, mm. I just like Senior's art more. Well, I love Senior's art more on the page, but... Animation friendly is what we're talking about here. Yeah, true, true. I mean, I think Junior has a much more animation friendly style. It's, uh, you know, it's a little bit more basic than Senior, but uh, but that's just the style he that's draws. What you want. That's the yeah. style they he, he draws. I imagine Junior can draw as detailed as Senior if pressed. So it's uh, it's a lot of interesting conversations they have at the at Thanksgiving. <laughs> you put too many lines on Spider Man. <laughs> no doubt. I want to do this. But yeah, it's a uh, great, great people overall. You know, John Romita, Gil Kane, uh, Steve Ditko. It's but, but the thing is, you know, Spider-Man's design overall is not the animation friendly to begin with. I mean, you know, you, you, yeah. When you, when you do when you do Black Canary, you put her in nylons versus fishnets for animation <laughs> for a reason. I always liked in the back in this the '67 cartoon where sometimes you'd have webbing. Sometimes he wouldn't have webbing on him. Sometimes he'd have just on his head. Sometimes he mm-hmm. wouldn't have. It's like, as a kid, it's like, where's he going? Why isn't it always there? Because I, I remember as a kid, you'd always draw Spider-Man. And you'd always spend all the time trying to get the web right on the mask and then down the body, and it would always screw up because like, it was a pain in the ass to get it right. Honestly, Scarlet Spider has a much more animation-friendly you know, design. Yeah, it, it, it looks daggy. It does. <laughs> I've cut off my T-shirt, and I go... But but just the colors, you know. If you, if you made that more like a vest, mm. got rid of the got rid of the rough edges of the cut T-shirt, made it look more like a vest. You got an animation design right there. <laughs> but yeah, it's a back of the Fox Spider-Man series. They they tried to fit in everything. They even tried to fit in Scarlet Spider and the Clone Wars there. And uh, you know, your father fought in the Clone Wars. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, it's no, my father was a navigator and a spy spider. <laughs> Your father was in the CIA, Peter. Okay. What? what? It's, you're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> well, if I just pull the spider out of the stone, I'll be king of England. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's lots of fun things with 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 the Spider-Man continuity, and ultimately, I think the best way to handle it is, sadly, to ditch it. You know. Don't try to retell old stories again. That, that, I think that's a fatal flaw in most Spider-Man series. Is they, they say, oh, we got to do this. Oh, we got to do that. Oh, we've got to do the origin over again for the 400th time. Like, everybody should know by now how Spider-Man got his powers. Let's, like, just... let's imagine that the first episode of Batman the Animated Series started with, with a 10-year-old Bruce Wayne watching his parents get gunned down. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. We, we I, don't need I, that I, again. We don't need that again. You, you could just jump straight in and just just show Spider-Man swinging in and doing something awesome. And it's like, hey, there's Spider-Man. And then J- J- Jonas shows up and says, you know, and says, you know, you know, 
Spider-Man's a menace. And then, the, you know, you know, yeah. one thing I would like to see in, in, in a new series is uh, what I liked about the second Romita film is how they were able to get Aunt May onto the, onto Spider-Man's side. Yeah. I enjoy that. I enjoy an Aunt May that isn't just, you know, just a caricature of, oh, that, oh, that awful Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed I enjoyed the Aunt May that is more reasonable, more uh, caring. I especially like the comics where Aunt May knows the knows the secret because it adds a new depth to her character versus you know just you know background Peter's, Peter's being Peter's landlord who talks about how much he hates that awful Spider Man. Yeah, yep. You know, it adds a lot more depth to her. It's a uh, and to, and in turn to Peter Parker himself. Yeah. And in fact, one of my favorite uh, comics ever was uh, was a what if uh, what if what if uh, Uncle Ben what if Aunt May was shot and Uncle Ben survived because uh, because it shows how Peter would interact with Uncle Ben as Spider Man and I thought that was very fascinating. It was one of my favorite mm. what ifs. Mm. Yeah, some of the what ifs were pretty good. Some were yeah. not as good, but um, yeah. some of them were pretty good. Yeah. And really, I'd like to see more of more of that idea of of an Aunt May that's not just this not just this cardboard cutout character that you have to have as a prop set, a prop piece, you know, just just to make it still Spider Man. You know, yeah, yeah. she should be something more. She should be more than just what she was back in the original comics in the '60s. Of oh, that awful Spider Man. She should be more than that by now. It's been how long? Either kill her or change her. Mm-hmm. Really, it's uh, let's hear some thoughts from the gallery here, or just or just leave her out, or just leave her hey, out. Dora, of here. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just leave her out. Yeah, Neil. Um, yeah, uh, I agree with what Hal just said. Uh, if she's not moving the plot along, then she shouldn't really be a major character. You should either kill her off or do something else with her. Exactly. If you're gonna have her there, do something interesting because originally she's the. If you look at the time when Spider-Man came out. Aunt May's the establishment. She's all the parents. Yeah. yeah. Spider Man's Spider Man's the teenagers rebelling against stuff and yeah. learning new shit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if she's if she's not fulfilling that role now, don't you know don't, cut the don't character use out. Her. Don't yeah. use her. It either do something new with her or don't use her. Like I said, that was one of the strengths Raimi had was you know, in the first movie she was a little bit like that. In the second movie, when Spider Man saves her, I think it hints that she knows. I think it really mm-hmm. hints it. Well you, what, yeah. And then the, the bit where there's going through his old stuff, that's well. Now I'm getting mixed up. Two or three, where he's the, they're in the backyard. She's moving house. Was that the second one or the third one? That was the second one. Yeah, the bit there where she, with the there's the next door neighbor kid. Yeah, and she's talking about how Spider Man's important. You know that yeah. she's got the yeah. Yeah, I think it. I think she totally knows. And to me, the to me, what I liked about that that movie was it really touched on the point that uh, you know. What I love about Spider-Man is he's out there fighting for the little guy, and you know he's getting trampled all the time. Life is always trampling on him, but once in a while, the universe pays off, and everyone just stops and says, "Wow, what yeah, is he yeah. doing for us?" Yeah, you know, just you know, lots of people hated the scene on the train, but I loved that scene. Are you kidding? The people hated that. That was the best bit. That was just some so people. Hate, I know people who hated it. I'm like, don't you get that Spider-Man right there? That's the essence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was magical, that bit. It's like he saves everyone, and they, they, they all handle him in there gently, and it's like, yeah, that, that's the hero the guy is. That's what's, that's, you know, he's not Superman. He's not Batman on his own. He's, he's just some kid trying his best. 
Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Didn't, didn't someone hand him his uh, his mask yeah. back? Was yeah. A little, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, "Don't worry, we won't tell." Yeah, yeah that was a nice touch. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, and that's the essence of Spider Man. He's the guy that's always trying. He's always fighting for the little guy because He's you know he, he has yeah. the power yeah. to. So he has to. It's 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 his responsibility. His mm-hmm. his life. <laughs> it's his mission. It's it's. It's it's why I love about Spider Man and so many series get that wrong. It's uh, I want to, I want someone to like like I said do to Spider Man what Paul Dini and Bruce Tim did for Batman. Yeah, exactly. It would be nice, and it, it would be a, a you've got to pay that character some respect. And, and I feel like you know a lot of the animation that we've seen just falls short, you know. But but don't get me wrong, it still you know quenched my Spider Man thirst. <laughs> <laughs> but what? Yeah. what you know, it's uh, you know, there was the MTV CG abomination. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> With Neil Patrick Harris. Oh God. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Doogie Howser, Spider Man. Well, that, no! that works. Come on, that works on one level. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Does it away? Yeah, it's uh, but. You know, it's sort of like, you know, people who complain about organic web sh- shooters, it, it really doesn't affect the plot. It, Spider-Man's Spider-Man. That, let, let's just get that straight. Spider-Man is Spider-Man. He, he, is, he is the hero. He is, he is the battered hero, but he is always the hero. You know, yeah. and uh, I'm going to say something a little controversial here is, uh, you know, I've heard that Ultimate Spider-Man, the new series, is not pushing an MJ relationship or any relationship. And I'm saying I'm okay with that. Maybe this is maybe this is the series where, where Peter goes stag, and he and he gets to tangle with the black cat, you know, and stuff like that. That's what I want to see because I always wanted to see that whole, uh, you know, that thing go a little. A well animated fight against the black cat. And, yeah, I don't know about a well animated fight against the black cat, but maybe a little kissing stuff like that. a fight in quotes. <laughs> well, if they're going to use the Ultimate Comics as as a template, uh, one of the funniest things in the Ultimate Comics is uh, Peter Parker's a teenager, but Black Cat's in her late twenties, and she uh, was still she was still hot for him until she saw him unmask, and then she threw up because she's like, "Oh my god, you're a kid!" <laughs> oh, that's funny. You all read the Ultimate Comics, right? I did um, not actually. Oh, I, oh, I refused to take part. I was like, "No, I'm, I'm with you on that." It's like, yeah, they're not real Spider Man. No, it's, but that was it, funny. It, it's just kind of to me. I just saw it as a you know a gimmick for reinvention in a similar way as the new Fifty Two and all that stuff that DC's doing. You know. Well, well, let's see. Do you who was the who was the uh, artist writer of Waha? Mm, not sure. It was a joke comic that Marvel put out. Uh, is based... that not Fred Hembeck? No, it's not Fred Hembeck. I don't think. But, but is, are, is it somewhere along the lines of Hembeck? Hembeck did Spider Ham, right? Yeah. Yeah, he did a little really. I think it was him, wasn't it? That did Spider Ham? Or no, Hembeck did all those, did all the, uh, like, did all the spoofs on the on the characters. Yeah. Waha, uh-huh. here it is. It's, uh, it's the artist, uh, Jim Mafu. Jim Mafu. Yeah, I remember. I actually talked to him once. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Waha uh-huh. issue, Waha uh-huh. issue one, I think there was only one issue, had this. He had this story where, uh, where, where basically is what if uh, what if uh, Stanley wrote Ultimate Spider-Man? And the whole joke was they were showing pages from uh, from Amazing Fantasy, <laughs> and uh, 
And then it, the last panel was was the editor calling uh, Jim Food and saying, uh, "You're just showing amazing fantasy again." And, and Jim Food's like, "Okay, don't charge me for these pages." <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a uh, yeah. It's, let's see here, I don't remember anything else that Jim Food did. did. Anyone? No. Well, back to Spider Man. But uh, what uh, what one character are you interested in? Uh, it what one character other than Spidey is crucial to the mythos? Doc Ock. Doctor Octopus. I think the lizard is too. I think the lizard is too. I think the lizard is one of the most important villains, and I don't think it's it's ever really been handled right. Well, I like what they did with the lizard in Spectacular Spider-Man. The way they had that, they had him running. The storyline on that was pretty good. I I agree. The storyline on it was pretty good, but I hated the way they drew him. So I was like, yeah, yeah. It's a Spectacular had what I call the PBS afternoon special art style. It didn't scream Spider-Man to me. To, to me, Spider-Man should be a lot more. Okay, it was not. Uh, it was at least it didn't go with uh, Jeff Matsuda's uh, "His face is fucking concave" art style. Mm. <laughs> it's. Um, I'm sorry for any uh, Jeff Matsuda fans in here, but mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Matsuda did you, submit. You no, know I like that stuff. What? You know I like that stuff. Okay, but uh, his, his his nose no. went in two inches from his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone see the gag on the uh, Batman cartoon heads that was running around the last couple of days where it's got animated series Batman and it's got the Batman Batman where his head's going in more concave and it's got the new... The new where he has no forehead, series. I know. <laughs> but they've got the one where it's like the next series after, like the next Batman, like where the eyes stick out the side of his head like praying mantis and it's, it's all bizarre. I don't find that. Are you talking about the, 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 the Batman strikes where he has like no forehead? <laughs> Yeah, they gave him the Batman's choice, but they showed the one after that, where it's like, there's his eyes sticking out two inches from the side of his head. Are you talking about Brave and the Bold? No, they don't have the Brave and the Bold. I'll find a picture for them somewhere while we're talking. Okay, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll give him, I just didn't like the art style of it, and, uh, I hear people praising it, but I'm like, it doesn't look like Spider-Man to me, and, uh. I'll agree with you on the fact it doesn't look like Spider-Man should look, I like the style, but the. And I was remember it. watching an early episode where they where he was fighting Sandman, and then he led him to a construction area. I'm like, uh oh, I know where this is going. Is it a trope? The the, the cement mixer with Sandman is it a trope now? <laughs> it could be. It's like, oh, he's fighting Sandman. Oh, he leads him to a construction zone. Oh, what's that? What's a handy cement mixer doing standing there? <laughs> That's lucky. <laughs> it's like there's there's always a canal. Simpsons <laughs> 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 reference. <laughs> night boat. Yeah, night boat. There's always a canal or an isthmus or a lake. The construction site is a trope in itself. I mean, they they show up there. I half expect them to run into like Popeye and Tom and Jerry chasing the baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's true. That's true. It's a, actually I was really happy with how the third Raimi movie did the construction site where 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 Parker defeated Venom with the uh, with the pipes. I thought that was pretty cool because that was totally different than how it was usually done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sound drove the suit mad. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I liked how he just made like an echo chamber with the pipes and just you know kept on yeah. banging them, and that that was actually that was actually well done. 
Yeah, that was probably one of the best parts of the movie, if not the best part of the movie. It was a sound defeat. It's time for intermission, boys and girls. Movie Week in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to M-Wire only on GeekCastRadio.com. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Greg. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one G.I. Joe podcast, What's On Joe Mind. That's right. It's Joe News, reviews, and special guests like you've never heard them before delivered right to your MP3 player. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right. Hey. We're just kidding, Chuck. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right. Hey. It's What's On Joe Mind. Every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. Can I say something about Transformers? No! And let's let's talk about Venom, because when you look at the whole history, the whole concept of the black costume and Venom is Mm -hmm. fairly new compared to all the other mythos of Spider-Man. Right, right. uh, And the problem, I think, is it's one of these weights weighing down any Spider-Man because, oh, you have to do black costume eventually. Oh, yeah, black costume is like, just like with, you know, a relationship with Mary Jane or or mm-hmm. or, uh, or any other girl, Gwen Stacy, can we try it without, without that just once, please? Or if you're going to do it, just do a whole series of him in the black costume and maybe it has nothing to do with Venom, you know? Or that maybe was... do a whole season or do something more than just yeah. one episode. The whole or two. Yeah, three it... episode. And, uh, yeah. you know, some history about Venom is the original concept of Venom was Venom was supposed to be a woman. Hmm, interesting. I, I almost think yeah. that might have been much cooler. Because you're picturing uh, that black costume on a, on a, a tight... Yeah. yeah. The whole idea was this woman's husband died because of a traffic accident caused by some driver distracted by watching Spider-Man swing by. So that's why she wants revenge on Spider-Man. Yeah, that's uh, neat. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when you look at Eddie Brock's original concept was weak, too. Come on. Yeah, the whole I I think the whole Venom, you know, I hate to say it, but I think the whole Venom thing was weak and then stretched out into carnage and all that other crap. It was like, uh, I don't know. It kind of lost me. They kind of they just took it and beat it like a dead horse as many ways. could. Yeah. With with Venom, you know. One thing I would like to see is, uh, you know, you, you, you all say it right. That they haven't really done Venom right yet, and uh, except for Raimi, Raimi was the first and only one who did it right, in my opinion. And that is a wildly unpopular opinion of mine. Mm-hmm. Because Ven- because because Raimi's the first one that says, okay, instead of Eddie Brock being this big burly guy, no, Eddie mm-hmm. Brock's going to be similar to Parker and Bill because he's going to be like a nerdy guy, but instead of being like a charming, you know nerdy guy with a card of gold. He's going to be like a sleazy nerdy guy, the kind of guy that a girl would think about getting a restraining order for and decide, nah, I can handle him by myself. Ah. Yeah, that, I conceptually, think... Conceptually, it's a better idea. In execution, uh, Topher well, I, Grace. I think the whole, yeah. And I think well, I, whole... you know what would made that move, that scene even better was when he was at the church, they had, uh, they had uh, what's his name, who played Red from that 70s show as the priest and say, what, kill Parker? No, do your own dirty work, dumbass. <laughs> but see, I like the idea of this. This is a character that is the opposite of Spider-Man, and that Spider-Man is about with great power comes great responsibility. 
in that movie, Eddie Brock's character is all about not taking responsibility for what he does. I mean, it was Eddie Brock's fault he got fired. It was Eddie's Brock's fault that that girls don't want to talk to him. But no, he's blaming Parker because he's unable to take responsibility. That that's what makes him so interesting. And he's he's also a nerdy guy, but he's like an evil nerdy guy. And I think that works better than yeah. just a big burly guy who has cancer that just has to eat chocolate and brains. And just imagine if that was the only villain and only storyline in Spider Man three. It would have made it a lot better. better. Yeah. Uh hey, yeah. Um I do bad things because my kid's sick and uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> but I used to be on a TV show called Wings. And... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, like I said, it's uh, if you do Eddie Brock, I like to see that kind of Eddie Brock, the one that's uh, that's like an evil nerd, you know, yeah. the one that you know Peter Parker's with great power comes great responsibility, and Eddie Brock's like screw responsibility, <laughs> screw I have power. Yeah, In... evil nerd. I thought I thought of Man Dark there first. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that, that's that's how I feel about that. You know, if if you do if you do Venom, either you know do something wildly different, or make it actually a storyline that lasts and is worth a darn, versus just you know, oh here's yeah, and a have and have some and and have some real you know interaction with these with these villains, like make the whole uh, you know pro, uh, Professor uh, Connor saga go through the whole episode and and then have him to you know turn into the wizard and all that stuff make it go throughout i mean you know it would be nice to see some some really cool interesting developments between uh spider-man and his villains you know because there were and that's exactly what i liked about the last two raimi movies was they had connors as as peter's professor and uh, that actually worked really well really well really if only raimi got a chance if only raimi got a chance to make the fourth movie well, I'd be afraid if they if they eventually got to that, they might switch him out with Tommy Lee Jones. Uh-huh. Oh God! Uh-huh. <laughs> Save my makeup. Two Face reference. Oh, God. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it's or not the reference, but two him is Two Face. <laughs> it wasn't his fault. Yeah, well, I, I blame Jim Carrey because it, it's easy to blame Jim Carrey. Yeah, it is. Just like it's easy to blame Will Smith. Oh hell no! <laughs> uh, (laughs) he's lost it but yeah it's you know let's actually do a theoretical here uh build your ideal spider-man series uh who's who's top billing on the producer name on the producer names here and you can't use yourself jj abrams Uh for a cartoon (laughs) lost spider-man lost and they strand him on a. Uh, on an and he island. dies in the first episode. Yes, we <laughs> joke. Anyways, no, I I got it. Um, either, um, what's the name? I'm, I'm looking up the names so I get this right. No, wrong one. The guys doing Thundercats now. Uh, Jelenic and, uh, hang on a sec. Neil, it's while while Steve is thinking. Uh, you... Michael Jelenic and Ethan Spaulding. Those guys who did Thundercats, uh, Brave and the Bold. Give them Spider Man or. Um, was it Lauren Montgomery who did the directing on the like Wonder Woman and stuff? She's yes, really... yes, she's so, either of those. Actually, no, put those two together. Let them develop it and have her direct episodes, and that'd be like the most awesome Spider-Man ever. Neil, yeah, and it would be cool to have all this really cool interactivity as well, like where you you uh, 
you know, ha have like online episodes and all sorts of interesting extra stuff for the geeks like us to who yeah. don't just want to watch this, you know, little half hour a week. We want more. We want all the behind the scenes. Like even do it like Spider-Man on a, on a webcam explaining his, the technology and stuff he uses to his fans. Ah, that see, that's a great <laughs> idea. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, it's a whole. It would be a wonderful, uh, you know, transmedia. Like, hey, 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 Spidey fans, Sp Spidey here. I hear lots of questions about the nozzle on my web shooter. We'll see yeah. what it is, is. And then he does something goofy, and, and we, all, we all laugh. And like, oh, that Peter Parker. Uh, Neil, ex executive producer of your ideal Spider-Man series. Um, whoever is doing The Legend of Korra. I... <laughs> Neil okay. just recently saw that, and he, he's salivating yeah. at the animation. I haven't watched it yet. I, I'm actually gonna uh, show it to my five-year-old and four-year-old tonight. We're gonna—that's our big plan tonight—is to watch that. So we're excited. I have—I have a pick. It—it'll be a, actually it will be very possible now, because because Disney does own Marvel. Hmm. Brad Bird. Oh, oh yeah. Now you're talking. Imagine that. that would oh, work. he's. He already did a Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> the best Fantastic Four movie ever, damn it. <laughs> damn strike, damn strike. But yeah, I'd pick Brad Bird. Yeah. And uh, for the animation, uh, I would I would suggest that they that they farm out this to DR Movie in Korea because DR Movie does fantastic results with with uh, with uh, you know Legend of Korra and other stuff when they really you know nail down the control. Yeah. Um, it would it would be kind of cool to see Bruce Tim switch sides and all of a sudden do something. <laughs> I, I think I think Warner Brothers is not going to let Bruce Tim go without yeah. like a massive fight. I mean, we're ta we're talking the, the lawyers versus lawyers. There, there would be blood and uh, and uh, and uh, silk ties everywhere. <laughs> even though even though Bruce Tim is a Spidey fan, because let's face it, who isn't? Right. They you know you know Marvel can't get him. It's uh, you know Paul Dini's a free agent though they might be able to get Paul Dini to write some scripts. In my ideal world, Paul Dini will be writing some scripts. That'd be cool. But I, but I do agree with you, man. That uh, that the the guys from the Thundercats would be great too. Because I'm really loving the new Thundercats. Cartoon. Isn't that great? It's like it's yeah. You watch every yeah. episode. There's some really good stuff in this story wise, and it still yeah. has the good elements from the original Thundercats that were cool that weren't just a toy ad. Mm -hmm. um, and Ah, it's just fun to watch. Yeah, it is. It's really good. So let's name a cast of writers, at least three writers. I already picked uh, Bru uh, Paul Dini to be the head of the stable of writers. So it's, uh, you know, who else would you pick as a writer? Mm -hmm. I'd actually mm -hmm. like to see Wolfman, you know, write some more again for animation because Wolfman does have experience writing for animation. And, uh, you know, he sort of helped birth a lot of the... Uh, early Warner stuff in the 90s, so. Marv Wolfman. You think Wolfman can handle Spidey? Yeah, of course he can. He can write characters. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, I, I have Wolfman on the team. Uh, it's a, Neil, any picks for writers? Um, hmm, I'm drawing a blank. Are you going to say Buzz Dixon? Uh, but no, I'm not going to say Buzz Dixon. Uh, I, was, I actually was thinking of saying that myself, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great. I love his name. He's got the best name. <laughs> we already talked about that with Flint Dilly. Yeah, yeah. We, we actually talked about that with Flint Dilly and Marv Wolfman about how they have awesome names. Nice. Oh, yeah. you did. That's great. You had Flint on. What? Yep. Yeah, we had you Flint did. on. Yeah, we had Flint on. We had Marv Wolfman on. It's a great yeah. episodes, by the way. 
and I ask both of them the most important Transformers question of them all. What? <laughs> is Rodimus Prime a garbage truck or a Winnebago? <laughs> and they were probably like, we don't really know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a garbage truck. It's we, That way Rickgar is hanging off the end of it. Oh, man. Bring out your dead. <laughs> <laughs> but... But yeah, that that's the team I would pick, and of course they would have to do a theme song that that keeps with the idea of that classic uh, '60s theme, you know, Spider Man, Spider Man. Yeah, maybe I, maybe as an instrumental, you know, deer, 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 you know, with a guitar, it, it, that might no, work. No, no, orchestral, beat, orchestral, because yeah. in the '60s you had session musicians doing stuff, and you'd actually have a, a even a small proper band in there playing stuff what if you had like just the ramones cover of it as the theme song yeah that wasn't bad yeah yeah but yeah i would uh create you know good korean animation studio i would pick brad bird to head it because brad bird is with disney and disney is owning marvel so has a perfect fit Mm. and you know because let's face it brad bird is disney's big freaking howitzer yeah i mean warner brothers has bruce tim but you know disney has Brad Bird. Right. Love Bruce Tim, but, you know, Brad Bird outbreaks him. Yeah. Brad Bird's awesome. Yeah, I, w- I would pick Brad Bird, and Brad Bird t- will also voice Aunt May. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, you could do it. <laughs> well played. Well played. And, of course, I would have the right J. Jonah Jameson. The Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon is doing that right, at least. Mm. Yeah, they have they have the right Jonah Jameson. And what's his name from uh, from the movies? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's good. It's like they genetically engineered him to be the perfect <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it's yeah J.K. Simmons. Now, you know, yeah. you know who would who would play Spider Man now? Spider-Man, geez, that's tough. It has to be someone with a good voice, you know. He has to sound he, he has to sound smartassy, but at the same time, come off as very sincere. Mm. See, I'm going to go for the bias choice just because it's it's from my it's from my age uh, range, and go with Dan Gilvezan. Hmm. I I liked him as as uh, as Spider-Man. Hmm. What about you guys? Who would you pick as the voice of Spider-Man? Hmm. I know I want someone don't have an actor in mind, but someone that's like he should not sound as Peter Parker he needs to sound sort of nerdy and self effacing. But then he when he's spiraling he needs to sound cool, but not doing the old um Christian Bell Batman ground. Yeah, yeah. I just proved the city believes in God. Yeah, it's like he's gonna have that confidence but it's the like, same guy but One's really unconfident, and the Spider-Man's super confident, and you know he's he he knows what he can do, and he's so smart. So I'm just trying to figure out who's actually done that. Properly. I would actually, I would actually say, don't say Robert Pattinson. I would say <laughs> an unknown. You pick an unknown to do him. Yeah, I agree. It's like it, it, it's a hard one to to. Oh, I, I got I got the perfect one. Who's the guy who voiced Marty McFly in the in the uh, Telltale? Uh, Back to the Future games? Oh, that kid who did it who's just an awesome... Mm. Yeah. Because yeah, that kind of range, that vocal range is what I think Spider-Man's vocal range should be. He's a relative unknown. Yeah. He would work. Yeah, he definitely get, 
But yeah, so what supporting characters must the ideal Spider-Man series have? Uh, I say Doctor Octopus for sure. The yes. Lizard. Here, here's my idea. Here's my idea. Uh, yeah, you have Aunt May, but have her get in on the secret early on, but not have her be obvious about it. Have her be more of a Spidey supporter than a, oh that awful Spider-Man. That would make people more interested. In her. What's her angle? Make her younger too. Make her like make her like a fifty to sixty year old Aunt May versus. Yeah. Don't make her like this whole hag. Bart to fall apart. Uh, oh, she's in the hospital again, Aunt May. Mm-hmm. Um, I would uh, I would say you know actually have Doctor Octopus, uh, you know Octavius actually be one of the professors at the P- Peter's College. Have him be a college guy, young college guy, you know, commuting to college every day, you know, from from his Aunt May's home, and have him be one of Peter's professors. You know, have him and also and also Kirk Connors also be a pr- yeah. pr- professor. You know. Yeah. Might make it a little too college centric at first, but that might maybe yeah. Like maybe maybe he has something to do with the college or, or something. Well, well they make him make them both try to mentor Peter, you know, because they both see Peter as a young, bright intellectual, and they w- both want to mentor him. Yeah, that might be too much mentoring. You know what I mean? I think yeah. you got to keep that to one character, or else it gets one or too... the other. I, I yeah. actually agree with you that that might work better. Yeah, and I would say it's Curtis Connors just because I'm biased, you know. And that's his that's his role anyway. So I think that would work better too. It's a, you know, but but have Oct- Octavius be more like the guy that's like in the board of directors for the school or something. Hmm. Make don't don't make him villainous either. Just just make him there. You know. Well, you can have the more if Kurt's the more mentorish, you know, in, into the hand hands on science guy, where Octavius is more the business science guy. Yes. And he comes off as the the bad guy just because well he's he's more into the money side of stuff. But, but uh, that's his, his... But make him have some soft moments here and there. That way you don't see him as a you know out and out villain. Yeah. He doesn't have to be evil. He he starts off he's in it for the money, but then because like again, Spider Man Two got it right where he's not a bad guy when he starts out. It's he's not even trying to be a bad guy. He's just misguided at mid, the midway point. Then he turns evil. You can actually have a character arc for him, which would be odd. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it could be very good. You know, it could be good. And uh, love interest. Are we going Gwen? Are we going MJ? Are we going Gwen and MJ? Are we going one or the other, or both or none or what? No, let's just go straight to Black Cat. Let's do superheroes. Yeah. Okay, so we're go. we're ditching MJ and Gwen Stacy and going straight for Felicia. Okay. Yeah. How how would we have Felicia then? Hmm. On the kitchen table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. On the oh. counter, exactly. Oh, oh, Neil, I didn't tell you one one thing that they add to to the Black Cat story in the since in Spectacular Spider Man. Black Cat's dad killed uh, killed Uncle Ben. Oh <laughs> no! Oh. Neil, well, that's, that's not I, cool. I heard. Okay, I'm, I'm waiting for some sort of a reaction here because that because I had a reaction when I saw that. I don't. I don't know how to react to that. I, don't know. <laughs> I just ignore it. That's what I do now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't happen in my world. Well, yeah, it wasn't near as bad as Mister Freeze killing the Waynes. Uh. <laughs> you know, like I said, and, and that was an episode written by who again, Neil? I already forgot his name. Greg Weissman. Oh, <laughs> darn it! Now I remember it again. Sometimes that Greg Weissman makes me wonder. But uh, yeah, so Black Cat—that's actually an interesting take. Would she be a college student, or would she be something else? 
It's just with Thief. They just they cross paths as Spider Man and Black Cat. I know, but would they be crossing it's paths never... as Peter Parker and uh, Felicia Hardy? No, no. Yeah. Maybe once no, at some kind of event or something, but that's about it. So, because so then if you wanted to bring in um, Gwen or um, MJ, MJ, it's <laughs> like turn Blake on the name for a second. There. Um, they can cross paths with Peter, and then you have you have the whole thing of like, oh, there's, there's Peter and. Uh, so you're going for the George Costanza. You're going for the George Costanza. The worlds cannot collide thing. Yeah, like they they just don't cross. But then you can have the fun can be at some point, like two seasons in, three seasons where they do cross paths, and it's like all hell breaks loose, and they make decisions then. See, I would just go full on Tenchi with this. I'd have all of them. <laughs> all the uh-huh. Well, that's not a bad solution either. I, I gotta be honest though. It's you know, I never considered Gwen Stacy hot or interesting. <laughs> it, it, honestly, honestly, you know, you, you have a black cat and uh, and uh, and MJ, and, and those two are hot. Yeah. Uh, that was another good story point in Spectacular Spider-Man, where Gwen Stacy wasn't the hot one, and she's like felt out of place because of MJ. And I think that can work. You can play that character off that way, where she's like the third wheel. Hmm. Well, you know, you know how the comics got rid of Liz Allen as a love interest, right? They stopped drawing her. It's like, <laughs> well, actually, actually, what they did was was was, 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 they, was they made her go fucking crazy and just like wrote her off the next issue, because right. because no one liked Liz. <laughs> but yeah, it's Spider Man trivia. Gotta love it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there was uh, you know I actually like the idea. You know, Neil says you know go full Tenchi. It's a who could have something funny like uh, like the black cat says, oh we, you know black cat tries to set up something for Peter to go to, and then but that's the day he has to go do something with MJ, and you know, and it's like I might be robbing this place at, at nine, and then here's like oh shit I have to go to go to this thing with MJ at eight thirty. It's like well that works really well with the whole Spider Man sort of mythos where it's the, the real world problems screw him up. Yeah, as much as anything else, that was that's yeah a big element to it. Of course, the important question here is with the show is where does Mysterio fit into it? Because <laughs> you've got to have Mysterio. I'm sorry, he's one of my favorites. Okay, he's with Question Mark and the, the, their band. They only had one hit, and uh, no. <laughs> Mysterio. Um, it's a college setting, so I would actually go with that. There's there's a liberal arts major who wants to be a film producer. Make him make make him like a YouTube star. You know, he's like, I have a YouTube channel with over a million views. And, and then he goes crazy. And wait, that already happened. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we didn't need to go there. <laughs> well, it's actually really recent and really local news for me. But 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 actually, that would work as a premise, wouldn't it, Neil? It would fit it with would. the new with the new times where there's all these YouTube YouTubers that think, oh, I have a show now on YouTube because I can upload a video. And it has to be someone who overinflates his popularity. On yeah. Yeah. That's a million views. Yeah. Combined total of all his videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and make him, make him like this guy who wants to be, you know, I, I, it would sound like I'm ragging on James Rolfe, but be, make him a little bit like James Rolfe to where he's like a special effects guy. He, he like salivates over special effects. It's But make yeah. him like an evil James Rolfe. <laughs> because See? that would work. That would work. And then he starts making YouTube so videos. for us. <laughs> That's funny, Neil. Oh, God, I'm crying. (laughs) 
But yeah, make make it to where he's uh, make it to where he's like starting to make YouTube videos where he's showing how he commits crimes and stuff, you know, using special yep. effects, and and that way it, it becomes a lot more interesting. It goes into the whole YouTube generation. That's It'll how work. you do Mysterio. I'm sold. How? Yeah, that, that works. Okay, let's see here. Uh, what's another one that would be hard to update? That's yeah. how I would do Mysterio. How about? Uh, Black Cat costumes is exactly the same, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. thought so. We're good. <laughs> okay. Um, Craven the Hunter. Ah. Uh, yeah, Craven could be a good one. Oh, make him make him like Steve Irwin. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but just a little more buff. Yeah. I'm going after the elusive Spider Man. I can't <sighs> do an Australian accident. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, you so can't do one. Okay, it's a Stevie. It was... Just just as a just as a payoff, he should be killed by Squirrel Girl. Oh, <laughs> yes, bingo. Yes, I love it. <clears throat> Let's see here. Uh, who else would fit in with this universe? Because this universe is actually forming out really well. We have a. Uh... What about allies? What about some uh, crossovers from some other series? Who who shows up in in the world of Spider Man? It's like who's available for Marvel dudes? Uh, Machine Man. Uh, what about what about the? How would you do the Prowler? Would the Prowler even fit in this series? Mm. You chuck the Punisher in. Ah, the Punisher. Frank. No Punisher, please. No. no, but the original one where he, I still remember that cover. What about what about have having voice by Thomas Jane? Then we're talking. Uh-huh. that's cool. He'd probably do it. A dollar. I bet he would. He's he's pretty into comics. I, I, I know, but Hal, that's my favorite story about Thomas Jane. You told me. Yeah. A dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Steve, I don't know if you heard this story. Hal telling the story. Yeah, so I was on a panel with him in, in July uh, at Meltdown Comics uh, for this Digital LA uh, Digital Comics panel, and so I, I was there. And first thing I said, I I swore and stuff like that. And his daughter, right in the middle of it, goes dollar. Because every time he hears this house, she has to get, he has to give her a dollar. So I gave her a dollar afterwards. It was pretty funny. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Thomas Jane, I would definitely put Thomas Jane as a Punisher if we do get the Punisher. But I'm not sure if the Punisher fits the tone of this series. Let's well, see. Well, let's make it. Like, it would be cool to see kind of like a darker version of Parker and, and, and a, a little bit of a darker version of Spider-Man where a lot of his stuff where he's, you know, just trying to figure out his powers and... You know, oh, I got an idea. Tonight. How would you do uh, uh, the vulture? Yeah, the vulture. Oh, the vulture, awesome. Because he's such a goofy character, but could be so cool if done right. Yeah. So, who is the vulture? Is he going to be an old guy or not an old guy or what? If you're sticking with the young guy theme, it's he's like a, a base jumper. Start, Ooh, that's, that's I like his, that. That's how he starts. So he's got like, the wingsuit thing going. Um, and that escalates from there. Oh, wait, but... I saw the beginning of Kick-Ass. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, base jumper, you, you know, if you make him like a, a an extreme base jumper, you know, he needs an accent. So what's a good base jumper accent? But is this okay. going somewhere or is this just a question? Yeah. I don't know. It's a, I'm <laughs> just thinking I'm picturing like an extreme base jumper who, who may, maybe he's like a rich guy, rich boy who like has, you know, all this money and, you know, he wants to just, you know, have fun and stuff. Mm. But, some, but something's got to be amiss to make him evil. Like something's got to be like, why is he, 
if he if he's rich and has all this gadgetry gadgetry what what's the thrill, making him... the thrill of doing it hmm. because this base is... jumping is about the thrill maybe he likes the idea if he jumps off the top of a building with a wingsuit breaks into the top you know the, the top window of a bank robs it jumps out that window and flies away hmm. i don't know i'm just making shit up uh-huh. That's what? what no you can't make stuff up it's all real <laughs> I wish this series was real. I'm making it up as I go along, though. Uh, One day it may be. Uh-huh. Produced by Brad Bird, yeah. We hope. <laughs> Brad, if you ever have the off chance of listening to this, push Disney a little bit. I'm sure they'll say yes to whatever you ask. <laughs> because because we deserve a good Spider-Man series. This yeah, Ultimate do. might be good. We We don't know yet for sure, but... It's tomorrow, right? It starts. Yes. Uh, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. The, te- the teasers all look cool for it. I mean, like, I know they're doing a different take on stuff, but it still looks like fun. And the the designs actually look like they're meant for animation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the The animation's not bad from what I saw. I think the the um, weird animated stuffs. I think that's just one thing. I hope that's just one thing. I've seen no. I've seen a couple of bits. I, I don't have a problem with it. It just sort of doesn't fit in with what I. Think of Spider Man. It's a, it was but, a little too t- little too Teen Titansy for me. Yeah, yeah, and in the case of the rest of the series doesn't look like that. It sort of does stand out more, but I'll give it a chance because it could be as long as the gags are funny. Yeah, but yeah, I have my fingers crossed for it. Everything I've seen looks interesting, at least, and that's important. Yeah, and spotty. So we'll know soon enough. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, uh, I wouldn't do a Clone Wars, a Clone Saga. I would not do a Clone Saga. I would just avoid that. I think that's that's a dark era that should not be revisited. Yeah. Do we have the one with the Spider Man with the um, eight arms, six arms, and two legs? Uh. <laughs> do we do that one? No. Good. No. Good. Good. No. no, it's I won't do the I won't do the uh, the metag- the mutagenic nightmare. I will not be doing that. Uh, nah, there's plenty of story stuff to just stick with Spider Man and and the Rogues Gallery of because outside of Batman, Spider Man's got the best Rogues Gallery. Yeah. Really, I mean... Well, he doesn't have the same rogues like, say, of Daredevil. I mean, he doesn't have Stilt Man. <laughs> no, no, there really is a villain called Stilt Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. He has a suit with really long stilt legs. It. That's it. Yeah. Is he, like, someone who used to walk in parades and then got pushed over, or what's the deal with him? I was surprised the kid laughed at him, and then he, like, had to take revenge on society. <laughs> All I remember is one. Do you day, find my appearance amusing? <laughs> All I remember is one day, one day Turk stole his suit. Who here remembers Turk? No. Okay, Turk was a Daredevil character. He's like the jobber of Daredevil during during the Frank Miller run. Basically, Turk's this guy that that Daredevil just keeps on beating up. And Turk's like, well, one day I'll get I'll get the, I'll get Daredevil. And he's like, okay, I stole Stiltman's suit. Now I'm ready to get Daredevil. And it's like. But it's Stiltman's suit. It's what you're going to do to Daredevil. I'm like, stand above him. <laughs> yeah. You can't punch me from down there. And then he climbs up the building and jumps on him. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's, uh, that's. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Stiltman. Great villain. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, ultimately, I would want to do a Spider Man series that. Does not do the origin story again. That focuses more on his life as, you know, in college. You know, no more high school stuff. We're done with high school. College. So he's been Spider-Man for a while would be cool. Like a couple of years. 
maybe a year and a half. Not two years, but still cute. Still, still skew him as youngish, but not too young. You know, he's he's in college. He's relatable. He, uh, you know, he he lives with his aunt May to save money on because he can't afford to go to the dorms. Yeah. Maybe he rides a bicycle to work every day, or some stuff like that. And one idea I did like from uh, from the Ultimate line is instead of being instead of being a photographer, he's the Daily Bugle's webmaster. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I see what you did there. <laughs> but he he's in charge of the website. I think that'd be a good idea. But then he wouldn't get pictures of Spider Man because he'd be inside all the time. But I'm uh, just saying, update his role. Why, why would why would the bugle hire this young kid? No, no, you know, I'm just you know, I guess you're not in love with the idea, guys. Yeah. Well, the whole point of him being a photographer is that it gets him, it gives him a reason to be out and about. Yeah. Okay. If he's in front of a computer, that kind of defeats the whole. Purpose. And every episode could like end the same with him looking at the pictures, and they and he picks one to post or something. <laughs> <laughs> See there in Photoshop. I'll just take that out and uh... yeah. Oh crap! Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid of the ending of each episode turning into Doogie House. Oh god! Typing, typing at the computer. Well, yeah. if he was voiced by Neil Patrick. Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> We've come full circle, pretty circle. much. Yes, we have. Just giving the people what they want. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a. Who would you pick as the artist that does the animation designs? Oh, would you go something more more comic booky or pick something that the animators can do, please? Mm. Well, just look at Korra or Thundercats. I think that the styles I've got there visually work for me. And even the, and them. even the uh, the newer um, uh, even the the newer DC comic series, uh, Young Justice. I I kind of like the animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so something more on those kinds of lines of evolution then. Yeah. yeah, I think so. It's, it's, you don't want sort of Batman animated series stylist. You don't want spectacular Spider-Man, which I liked, but it still wasn't really Spider-Man. Right. Uh, you want something that I always think if you're basically on a comic property, you kind of want it to look like the comic a bit more. I'm like, um, I like the Avengers, but I I really would like it even more if it was trying to be more like the comic style look or something. And to me, comic style guys like just um, well, there's Ramita, uh, those guys, but even Todd McFarlane's stuff from the well, there's there's a difference 90s. between the, you know and also uh, when we talked about on the Avengers episode we did mention how Earth's Mightiest Heroes is totally a Timitation style you know yeah mm. yep it's you know it's you know oh you see how Bruce Tim draws do that are you gonna watch that tomorrow as well I mean I like that it's it's the closest you get to a uh, Marvel the animated series <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Al actually knows somebody involved in there. I can't say much more than that. Yeah. Well, he was. He tur- He didn't work on it. Yeah. He turned it down. Yeah. And I got to do some character designs on it. Sort of, no. Mm. Uh, much with a friend of a friend. No. He's a friend of a friend. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's a, you know, I would pick a, I would actually say, you know, find someone who d- did like the designs for Korra or, uh, or the even the current Spider-Man series has good solid animation designs. Show them show them a lot of Ditko stuff and say do something that's yeah like yeah exactly. off this. <laughs> but you know so the make tr- it suitable for animation. But you know go out, go in the direction that Ditko was going. Because the one thing is you can't you shouldn't ask this Ditko to do it himself because number one he would sh- shut the door on your face. Um, mm. 
he is reasonably not talking to many people about Spider-Man anymore. It's a, uh, you know, still, but number two is you, 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 you don't, you don't do that because, you know, Jack Kirby did the designs for Thundar and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I love Jack yeah. Kirby, but, Oh, uh, you know, if you get dream people doing it that aren't alive anymore, I would love Alex Toth doing Spider-Man. Mm. I love his stuff. And then, Man, he can spot a black. As in, put down solid black images, like Mignola yeah. does. Min- Mignola. Sorry. Yeah. I love that that solidness to his stuff. And his line art for other stuff is just oh, I got heroic one, guys. I got one more idea for a Spider-Man villain for this theoretical series. Tarantula. Hmm. <laughs> no, no the tarantula? No, you can make him work. Let's let's you know let's borrow Batroc the Leaper as well from uh, Captain. America. Oh God! Uh, funny. He has the power to kick really hard. If you could call that power, I just call that leg strength. <laughs> <laughs> but tarantula, tarantula might be interesting. He he he'd totally be like, I'm the Mexican Spider-Man. Uh, but I'm a mercenary. Not, he's the Mexican non-union Spider-Man. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, like, the sad thing is that's exactly how he was written when he showed up. That's how it worked in those days. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd like to see, like, um, I like the older Scorpion before they gave him all the weird shit on his tail, where it was just kind of that cool, the old... Yeah, sort of I, I kind of like the Scorpion, too. Scorpion like he's, cool. he's not a particularly exciting character, but I don't know, so he just fits in with the spider theme. I, I like to have the dude... And the Rhino. I like the Rhino, too. Old school hero. Uh, enemies. Yeah, I like the Rhino, too. I admit it. I do. It's like, um, would you have the Rhino as as a big dumb guy, or, or do you think something different? I never really liked Electro. I always thought Electro's mask was pretty stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, w- I would say no to Electro just on principle because Electro would actually be pretty freaking powerful if he had two brain cells, but yeah. he doesn't. What about what about the Kingpin? Do you bring the Kingpin in? No, no. The Kingpin's much more of a daredevil character, organized crime, and all that. You you know, I would either I would either pick. I would either do you know Norman Osborn over over that, but I would rather not do Norman Osborn. What about that character, the Vermin, that that, <laughs> that you know sewer rat like thing? Are you talking about the guy that that the Craven the Hunter beat up dressed as Spider Man when no. he when he shot Spider Man? <laughs> I think it's it, uh... the last Craven's last hunt. No, this guy was more. Yeah, like, that was that was Vermin. Was it Vermin? Craven's last hunt. It's yeah. Hmm. I mean, I that. Steve, you read Craven's Last Hunt. No, I don't remember. This is a long time ago for me. Yeah, yeah. me too. <sighs> what about Doctor Doom? Does Doctor Doom show up? Way too overpowered. Yeah, agreed. He's too awesome not to have him somewhere. Well, just in maybe, the background. He may mention Latveria, but you just, just don't. You know, you don't throw in. You don't throw in. It, it'd be like it'd be like saying Storm could beat the Beyonder. Yeah, maybe we could just yeah. see his hand. <laughs> <laughs> like Doctor Claw, Spider Man. No, like Doctor Claw. I shall get the Spider-Man. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're right. He's too pe- you want to keep the powers down to something containable with Spidey, don't you? Anything yeah. too powerful just becomes like, he's in his ass kicked and then it's... Or or having Spider-Man beat Fire Lord. What about the Green Goblin? What do you do to his costume? Classic. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, classic Green Goblin. Yeah. You don't like the Power Rangers look? No, I don't have a problem with the Power Rangers look, but I just think it 
the classic one is he's he's scarier and weirder because it's this crazy guy. Is it a guy? Is it a mask? You're never really sure in the comics in the original yeah. one. Would you actually have him transform or would you actually just have that as a mask? I'll probably have it as a mask, but you'd never know watching the show if it was supposed to be a mask or not. Uh, you know what else I'd do is Spider-Man's I would have William like... Defoe voice him. Yeah, he worked yeah. fine. Oh, he was great. He was underrated, but he was great. Yep, he was good. I always thought he would have been a good Joker, too. Well, actually, was. that's what he was drawing off of. Yeah. It was the right <laughs> level of crazy for the character. Mm-hmm. Which is good. You want, you want that kind of maniacal, just insaneness to it. And, you know, we're talking about the, the, the animated series. We have to go back to the Fox series because there's only one thing they did that was actually unique and a good idea. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the Venom suit thing. The battle of the costumes in Peter Parker's dream. That was cool. I don't remember that one. Basically, it was the first Venom episode where, uh, where, where basically Peter Parker goes to sleep and the alien costume comes on to him. And he has a nightmare where the classic blue and red costumes fighting the alien costume. Yeah, that's cool. And it was animated by TMS. How horrifying would that scene have been if it was animated by ACOM? <laughs> but, yeah, it was an awesome thing. Try to find it if you can. It's uh, the Battle of the Costumes. It's uh, the only good thing that came out of it, the Fox Spider-Man series. There had to be something. Everything else, nothing added anything new to the mythos, but that added something new that was never really seen again. A shame. But, yeah, let's see here... Uh, any any other thoughts on the news on Spider-Man through the ages? Any anything you would want to see? Anything you would need to see as a Spider-Man fan coming up ahead? Hmm. <laughs> Just more Spider-Man. Good yeah, but Spider-Man. It would, you know, it would also be cool to see like some new stories coming from it, not just like retelling you know, yeah. comic stuff. It would be cool to see some new things where you you see him also form some new allies with. Uh, you know, with with some of the, I think some of Marvel's Marvel Universe's characters, it would be cool to see somebody that doesn't get a lot of play that now is getting it. You know, because of the movies and the Avengers and everything. But I've I always liked a Captain America and Spider Man team up. Mm. I always liked that, and I, and it would be cool to see like you know one of the X Men come in, like someone weird like Nightcrawler or, or or the Beast, even you know somebody interesting from the X Men. Marvel Two and One is a Spider Man series. Yeah, that would be cool. That like Brave and the Bold, but with Spider-Man. Yeah, actually, yeah. that's what this—that's what Ultimate Spider-Man is doing. Really? Yeah, they're doing episodes like where he teams up with Iron Man, and then episodes where he teams up with many different characters. Yeah, uh, cool. I'm, I'm extra sold on that now. Yeah, me too. Me too. But I got some bad news. What? Iron Spider. Really? Yeah, I, I think I it's saw that. It's in there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for our listeners, Iron Spider-Man or Iron Spider is when Sp- it was from the uh, Civil War era of the comics, where 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 Iron Man gave Spider-Man an Iron Man-esque spider suit, where he has robot legs that come out of, out of his back. And, and yes, it, it, that is as stupid as it sounds. I, I especially oh, like that he gave it Iron Man colors as opposed to Spider-Man. I know, colors. I know, I know. I was just going to say, how could you not mention that? I'm going to have Neil look at this because I don't think Neil knows about this. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for a bullshit here. I actually have a, a toy of it. I got a toy for Christmas. <laughs> oh, good god! Yeah. <laughs> here, I was like, oh, awesome! My my aunt, she always gives me like, uh, you know, Spider Man stuff. Like I'm 12. So <laughs> it's awesome. I get a package of things from for my kids and stuff like that. And there's something Spider Man in every year. 
One year it was Iron Spider. And what I love is in the unmasking issue of the comic, they they did a photorealistic art style, and this is what they did when Spider-Man publicly unmasked in the comics. I'll describe it to you to the listeners. Yes, do that. They're drawing Spider-Man to look like Tobey Maguire. They have they have they have the reflection of Joe Jane and Jameson looking at the screen in disbelief, and they draw him like uh, Simmons. And next to him is is uh, Ted Raimi. Oh boy, that is Ted Raimi, right? Uh, That's his name, right? Ted Raimi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. Are you looking at it now, Hal? Yes. <laughs> yep. That that smirk on his face too. Oh man. Yeah, it's actually you know who would make a great supporting character in a in a fictitious Spider-Man series that they'll never make because it's too good. As as a as at at the college as a legal student, a young mousy Jen Walters. Hmm. No, absolutely not. She's the Hulk, right? She Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So before she's She Hulk. Well, actually, Maybe. have her become, actually actually have her She Hulk out once. You know, you know, just just have her in there at the beginning. It's like, oh, it's mousy Jen, and then all of a sudden, you know, you know, then she smash, and then. Yeah, I see where you're going with it. I always like it when they have, again, like the Spider-Man movie series, where you've got a character in there that fans know who it is, but it's just a character doing fulfilling a role in the story. Yeah. And then they get to become the superhero thing. Yeah. yeah. That works. Yep, that could work. Yeah, it'd be great. Oh, it's Jen, hey, it's Jen Walters, yeah. But yeah, it's... Uh, so overall, we all love Spidey here, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yes. just we have. I have, even have a tattoo of of the spider on my arm. That's how committed I am. <laughs> it's just Spider-Man. Well, Spider-Man, we air, right? Spider-Man <laughs> deserves a series that did that does for him what TAS did for Batman. Yeah, he deserves it more than any other Marvel character. Spidey, Spidey deserves it. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to wrap up this show. It's uh, you know Spider-Man is our favorite Marvel character. He is Marvel's gateway drug. But sadly, they don't know how to, to deliver him to the masses. So, you know, I'm your host, Ben. With TV's Mr. Neil. I'm Steve. And I'm Hal. And don't forget to check out my wonderful webcomic called Gates at GatesTheComic.com. Brought to you by Heavy Metal Magazine. All right, and we're saying goodnight. Goodnight, everybody. Goodnight, John Boy. Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. Now a bonus clip with Mr. Bob Mackey. I'm still I'm still reading I'm still reading this uh, all this stuff about John Semper Neil. It's just amazing. <laughs> and it's like every article I ever read about it was like sucking the guy's dick. Oh I just ignore that. You know, that guy will be gone in like a month. Not even. I'm talking about the, the guy who uh the guy who was in charge of the uh, Fox Spider-Man series from nineteen ninety four. Oh oh I've I thought you were talking. No, I'm not talking about Sessler. I'm talking about Semper, John Semper Jr. Oh. Well, I don't know. Most people probably don't even know who he is.
Well, know. apparently the fans of, of the Fox Spider-Man series know who he is because they talk about how great he is. Well, of course the fans are going to know who he is. But... It's like a, like the Mar- let me let me find it. It's uh, by the way, I corrected the, I corrected several wiki articles about the Fox Spider-Man series, including including the one about uh, which animation studios. Yeah, I, I yeah. Let me see here. Oh, they reverted it. Oh. That's not cool. I would contribute to this conversation, but I did never watch that show because it looked kind of crappy. Yeah, it kind of was. Well, that's the thing. It's that they say it was animated by TMS with Korean studios when it's actually animated by Acom with a Japanese studio. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Uh, who would confuse that with TMS animation? Uh, the people on Wikipedia because they reverted me when I made the correction. I think you need to go above their heads on this one. What was it? Citation needed? Uh, just watch the episodes. That's not TMS. Yeah, some, sometimes I, I respect that that standard, but sometimes it's like, well, I am referencing the material. It's, what what else do you want? And uh, yeah, there's like a Marvel Animation Age wiki. Let me find the Spider Man article because when you read it and you read how much they're sucking this guy's dick. Oh. <laughs> is this on uh, Wikipedia? No, it's a it's a or Marvel. This, uh... It's a it's a wiki. Yeah. Oh, those things yeah, are never the... impartial. I know, but it's yeah. That it, of course it's going to be biased. I know, but I, what I love is just how how. Let's see here. Let me find it. Let's see what's. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Transformers wiki uh, pats David Wise on the back quite heartily. I thought the Transformers wikis were a little bit more impartial. Like uh, in 1986, Transformers came out and it was forever ruined. <laughs> That's what it says. Okay. Here it is. Background. Just read this whole article, and, and just 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 tell me just tell me how you feel because it, it's basically. Does it say I'm, the idea I'm, came to him from God? Yeah. I'm just gonna skip through it. Yeah. Yeah. This whole article is about how great is John Semper is. Yeah, I can see that exactly. Uh, how he like just, he turned everything around <laughs> based on his uh, genuine intellect and. Great writing skills, I guess. Are you are you reading this? I just love. It. Yeah, I, I see it. Yeah, it's really going into his process. <clears throat> Semper fought against the man. What I love is he did, fought against the man and then rolled over with the censorship. <laughs> did did he also? Does it also say that he came down the mountain with two tablets? <laughs> well, only if they were an iPad and an iPad too. <laughs> this has far too much uh, information on this one guy. Oh my god, it just keeps going. Yeah, like I said, it's it, it, this article is basically them sucking this guy's dick. This is an article, like, this is the Wikipedia entry for him, not for Spider-Man. No, this is, no, this is the entry <laughs> for Spider-Man. It's, just keep on reading. Like, I've I've seen Wikia uh, entries about, like that. Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's like most of the... He is most of the article. He, like he feels there and... may not have been a Blade film had he not brought the character to the attention of A-Rad. Oh my god. That, that is, is just pure conjecture. <laughs> Citation needed. <laughs> and you know what? The one thing that that they are praising him for is something that he's actually wrong about where they say where they say he believed the story arc made the show more epic. The story arcs are what killed that series. Yeah, when you get up to like the the mutagenic nightmare part twenty, whatever, it's like, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> get, get this over with, please. Yeah, just just I love this. Just just read this. 
I, I, I was that his anime inspiration to make things take a very very long time. I, I love how they say. However, the show was still canceled because of of a personal vendetta. <laughs> personal vendetta fans had against watching it. <laughs> yeah, but actually, re- read the read the anim- the proposed stories and animation part because the animation part is uh, is is. Wait, isn't isn't five seasons above average anyway? Yeah. Yeah, especially for back then. Yeah. It's like you were lucky if you got three. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic Four and Iron Man got two. Then again, they did have Kennedy animation. Which explains the look of uh, the thing. <laughs> I know. It's hard to... But yeah, it, yeah. Read, read the animation section because this is this is the best part. Okay. Because because you actually read this whole part and you and you are imagining these fans like jacking off to a picture of John Semper when they wrote the last paragraph. I don't want to picture that. <laughs> just just read it and you'll you'll I be like, oh did. my god, you're right, man. I, I see it. it he cries it, out in agony, Neil. This is wow. <laughs> I know Bob Richardson, you scoundrel. <laughs> this is clearly a narrative where Bob Richardson is the villain. <laughs> Actually, everyone's a villain. He made he made Stan Lee the villain. He made uh, oh. James Cameron a villain. <laughs> Margaret Margaret Loesch a villain. <laughs> Ava Rad's a villain. Basically, they're talking about how how this great series made by John Semper able to like pull this fast one off of Stan Lee and Ava Rad, but he couldn't pull a fast one off the censors. See, the last time I read an article like this, where it was all. Treating one guy as a massive hero and everyone else as a villain. It was about John Kay. <laughs> oh yeah, was it read by John Kay? No, but there, there's a there's a story of oh, the sad sad story of Red and Stimpy floating somewhere on the internet. It's like three parts of five, and nobody made parts four and five of it. And it's just all about how uh, how John Kay was fighting was fighting uh, Nickelodeon all the way, and he tried so hard to make those two seasons extra special and. Oh, here, there's a whole bit about oh. there's a whole bit about uh, the one guy uh, uh, Bob Camp. You know, he was he got hired on to do season three when everyone else was getting fired. He was going around, and one of one of the Spumco animators refused to shake his hand. And there's something about Eddie Fitzgerald's clean hand in there, and it's so ridiculous. Oh, well, here's one part I love in the censorship part. They're actually blaming Batman the animated series for Spider Man not for Spider Man being censored. It's all your fault, Bruce, Tim. For making a good series. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just wanted to show this to you, Neil, because I couldn't believe I, I, the amount of cock-sucking this article is. I see it. It's pretty amazing. I, I thought you might have been exaggerating a little bit, but then I then I read it. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is pretty terrible. Why did I not know any better? It's really my fault. This is hysterical. So... Okay, wait a minute. It's I think Semper's like making stuff up, because, or they're making stuff up about Sem- Semper because they say when Semper goes to conventions, he would read censorship lo- notes like caution that when Spider-Man lands on roof, he doesn't harm any pigeons, and you may have a villain sent to jail, but you may not give him a bus ticket to, and send him to Florida. I'm calling bullshit oh. on that. Was I'm the sorry. Florida Tourism Board advertising on Fox Kids at the time. <laughs> I, I'm I'm calling bullshit on that one. I I think he's making shit up. That could very well be true. I'm just gonna look up something else. Okay, let me turn on the AC. It's starting to get warm in here. But, but yeah, wow. He blamed Bob Richardson. See, the thing is, when Bruce Tim blames Glenn Murakami, it's actually cute and funny because Bruce Tim makes good results. And uh, the difference is, you know, with with uh, 
with Semper, it's like, well, but Semper doesn't have any good in his career. Like, what else has he done? I didn't look at his uh, IMDb or whatever. Let me see. Let me see what else he's done. Well, well, you know, other than you know, getting his cock sucked by fans, <laughs> it's not really a job. I guess it kind of is. <laughs> it, 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 that's what. That's why jobs a second word in it. In that's it. true. Um, yeah. He worked for Hanover Park Bear. Uh, let's see here. He worked with such high-profile names as Jim Henson, George Lucas, Stanley, and Robert Minkoff. Okay, he worked on Hanna-Barbera series like The Smurfs, The Biscuits, the whole, the all-new Scooby-Doo and Scrappy show. Oh, uh, that's nothing to brag about. Pink Panther and Sons, Snorks, uh, uh, Fantastic World of Hanna-Barbera, The 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Oh, that's the one with two Scrappies. Yes, Flim Flam. Okay, you're gonna want to read this after the show. This is ridiculous. I can't, I can't find parts one and two because it is on a crappy Angel Fire site. The first two pages might be gone. Oh my god! See, Bob Richardson has a much better credits list. He worked on Spider Woman, Spider Man, 1981, and Spider Man: His Amazing Friends. So he has a better credits list than John Semper because those shows were camp, but they were funny. And I think Spider-Man as his basic friends actually has more Japanese animation than the Fox Spider-Man series. In the three episodes? Yes. That, yeah, yeah. You thought I was exaggerating. I thought you were exaggerating. It was, was just... Sorry, I was muted for like a minute. I had no idea I was actually talking. Oh, <laughs> oh what, what were you saying? Was cool. I was asking about the Ren and Stimpy article. Was that published in a magazine? Because I think I've seen it in print. Uh, I never thought about that, but it may have been. Uh, I think it might have been in Wild Cartoon Kingdom, which was this really weird uh, Larry Flint Publications animation magazine. You guys might have heard of it. There we go. Wild Cartoons. Oh, it's even cited at the bottom. Yeah. Man, I never, I never even realized that. The yeah, John Kay uh, actually wrote for that magazine. He wrote like about how much he loved Beavis and Butthead. He interviewed Mike Judge for it, and which it seemed really weird that John Kay would like Beavis and Butthead, but he's kind of inconsistent. Yeah, John Kay says that he doesn't like cartoons that are based around talking. However, he says the two exceptions to that are Beavis and Butthead and Roger Ramjet. Oh, that's right. He See, does even like... John Kay loves Roger Ramjet. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've watched uh, him break down scenes of that show on his blog, so uh, I totally believe you. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, I am heading out. Uh, I will talk to you All later. All righty. Later. Talk to you later.